I'm a covenant man Living in the riches of my Lord and King I'm a covenant man Committed to Him in everything I do believe He'll come again And I know one thing I'm gonna do till then Is learn to live in the blessing of Abraham Hello everybody, I'm David Weeder. This is my wife Lynn Weeder. You're watching the Covenant Living Broadcast. Glory to God. Come on in and let's get into the Word together this week. Father, we thank you for another opportunity to share your Word with the people. We thank you. We're so grateful. We're so thankful for this wonderful, wonderful Christian nation that we have the opportunity to live and enjoy life in. We say it with our mouths. We back it with our votes, of our with our corresponding action that this is a godly, righteous nation. And we give you the thanks and the praise for it in the mighty, matchless name of Jesus. Glory to God. Welcome to the broadcast. Well, we've been going for a long <laughs> time now basically on days of heaven upon the earth. That's God's will for his people to live in the blessing. The, you know, the, uh, Galatians 3 refers to it as the blessing of Abraham, which it is. But even before that, the blessing was in the garden when he created us and he got the blessing back. That's why Jesus went to the cross. Glory to God. It's what Galatians 3, 13 and 14 says. He, he went to the cross to get the blessing back for all of this. It is God's will for us to live days of heaven on the earth in our marriages, in our families, in our finances, and in every area of human existence. Glory to God. So the week before last, we started talking about how do you live in the blessing? How do you live in our promised land? And we started going over five points, and we covered point one, obeying the commandments. We covered point two, talk right, speak the blessing, and how that goes into choosing and making the choice between blessing and cursing, life and death that that God has laid out before us. And then last week, we really, really went into depth on choices. With the week before, we had actually touched on uh, point three, which is tithes and offerings. And then last week, the Lord had us back up a little bit, go more in depth on choices and how, and give some examples, real life, this day, right now, choices that we can make that produce heaven on earth in our lives. And so that was last week. So this week, we're gonna pick back up we're going to review what we went over week before last on tithing in the old or the first covenant. And then we're going to go ahead and move into the second covenant and, uh, and show where tithing and tithes and offerings are still very, very much a key element in living in the blessing uh, and, and in days of heaven upon the earth. So let's start off. Uh, we'll go back to Malachi and see what the Lord has to say. Uh, concerning tithes and offerings in the book of Malachi in the first covenant. And so I'm going to begin in Malachi 3 and verse 8. We're also now, now remember, 
Remember the first two, uh, two points. Obey the commandments of the Lord and speak the blessing. All right? All through these five points, you will see how they inter intertwine and weave together and work together to produce these days of heaven on the earth. So look at verse 8. Will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me. But you say, wherein have we robbed you? In tithes and offerings. You're cursed with a curse, for you have robbed me, even this whole nation. Now look at verse 10. Bring you all the tithes into the storehouse. Okay, stop there for just a second. Now what's the understood subject there? You. You. So if you read that, you bring all the tithes into the storehouse. Well, that sounds like a commandment to me. Even if it was just a suggestion, if God makes a suggestion, I take it as a commandment. That's right. what I want to do. So we'll go point one, obey the commandments. Bring you all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in my house, and prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts. The Lord of hosts. This is so vitally important. Hosts, the Lord of hosts is used tw over 20 times. In this little biggie book of Malachi, and this is going to come into play later on, so make a note of that. Prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, that there shall not be room enough to receive it. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes. That would be the devil. He's the devourer. Take, make note of that. We're going to come back to that. I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes, and he shall not destroy the fruits of your ground. Well, remember what the blessing produces? Be fruitful. Right back Multiply. here. Multiply. Exactly. He'll not destroy the fruitfulness of your ground. He won't destroy the blessing that's on your, your ground and your livelihood. Neither shall your vine cast her fruit before the time in the field, saith the Lord of hosts. And all nations shall call you blessed, for you shall be a delightsome land, saith the Lord of hosts. Your words, now here we go, your words. Point two, speak the blessing. They weren't speaking the blessing. Your words have been stout against me, saith the Lord of hosts. Yet you say, what have we spoken so much against thee? Now listen to this. This is an example. He's telling them how their words, how what they've been saying has been stout against him, stout against the blessing. You have said it is vain to serve God, and what profit is it that we have kept his ordinance and that we have walked mournfully before the Lord of hosts? They're, they're just saying, they're saying there's no profit in this. Where's the profit in this? That is contrary to God's will and God's word. He wants us to profit. Let's take it right directly over to the new covenant, the second covenant, our covenant, to 1 Timothy chapter 4. And let's start in, uh, oh, we'll start in verse 7. But refuse profane and old wives' fables and exercise thyself rather unto godliness. Why? Because bodily exercise profits little or for a little while, but godliness, acting like God, keeping his sayings, making the choice to keep his sayings and keep the word, is profitable unto all 
things. Not He didn't say godliness is profitable unto spiritual things. Right. Godliness is profitable unto all things. Having promised, now get this, we're talking about days of heaven right here on this earth. Having promise of life that now is and to that which is to come. Again, we, we talked about this weeks ago. It's not an either or proposition. We see it, well, just a couple chapters over. In 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse uh, 18. 1 Timothy 6. I apologize. What did I say? Corinthians. Oh, wow. <laughs> First Timothy chapter 6 and verse 18. That they do good, that they be rich in good works, ready to distribute, willing to communicate. That word communicate means to give. Yes. It also means to partner. Partner with a, with a ministry that's on the front lines. Willing to communicate, laying up in store for themselves a good foundation against the time to come. Now, let's go once again back to Mark chapter 10 and let's see what Jesus has to say about this. Out of the, the mouth of the master himself. Are you there? Mm -hmm. Okay, go ahead. Starting in verse 29. Mm -hmm. And Jesus answered and said, Verily I say unto you, There is no man that hath left house, or brethren, or sisters, or father, or mother, or wife, or children, or lands for my sake, okay, and the Gospels. Those are all natural things. Yeah. We, you know, godliness is profitable to all things, not just spiritual things. Everything that Jesus just listed is natural things. They gave natural things, so what's provided? But he shall receive a hundredfold now in this time houses and brethren and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecution and in the world to come eternal life. Both. Things, physical things. And look, he's talking about relationships. You know, this isn't just material wealth, money. That's involved with lands and houses, but you try not to have you try to have a good marriage and not have a home. It's tough. It's, it's tough. It puts a strain. I mean, it can be done, but it puts a serious strain on things. And it talks about mothers and brothers. You're, you, <laughs> prosperity includes every area of life, from relationships to money to health. It, is, it involves everything now in this time and in the world to come. Glory to God. You don't have to choose. God wants us to be prosperous and live in days of heaven upon the earth right now. Glory to God. All right. Now, that should be pretty well settled there on that now in this time. Yes. And in the world to come, eternal life. That's set up. Okay, all right, we've got to deal with this. Malachi was talking about tithes, but that's in the first covenant, okay? So go to Hebrews chapter 7. Let's deal with a, a, a current issue here. <laughs> well, and we did talk two weeks ago and talked about Abraham tithed mm -hmm. before 
the covenant. Before the law. Before the law. Mm -hmm. And tithing was included in the, in the law. law. And now we see in Hebrews chapter 7 and verse... Do I want to back up here? Let's see. <laughs> yeah, verse 7. And without contradiction... The less is blessed of the better. We're talking about covenant here. And here, verse 8, And here men that die receive tithes. That does not say they received tithes, first covenant. That says they receive. Now, here, they receive tithes. But there in heaven he receives them of which it is witnessed that he lives. He is our faithful high priest. So here we saw tithing was before the law. Tithing was during the law. Tithing is after the law. Well, and even this, it goes on through this chapter oh, yeah. comparing Jesus to Melchizedek. Melchizedek was the person here on this planet that received the tithes from Abraham. Absolutely. So it's continuing this comparison. Verse 17 says, For he testifieth, thou art a priest, after the order of Melchizedek. Right. You know, tithing is the will of God. Period. You don't have to tithe. You get to tithe. And the tithing portion, that's why I said tithe and offerings, the tithing portion, you, that, that's the very minimum. You're giving into the kingdom, houses and lands. All these things should be far beyond the tithe. But it's the tithing portion that connects you to legally to certain aspects of the blessing. And we're going to see a couple of those aspects as, as we move forward here. The very next point Point number four, okay? So point number one was obey the, uh, the commandments. Point two, talk right, speak the blessing. Point three, tithes and offerings. Point four, bind the devil. He is the God of this world. He's not our God, but he's still the God of this world. He has legal right because of Adam's treason and the lease on this planet which we don't have time to go into today, but he is the God of this world at this present time, okay? So he has certain influences in the world's system, in the Babylonian system in which we are surrounded. So bind him. We have the authority to do that. Look, at, look with me at Matthew 18. Again, out of the very lips of the master. Red words win. Matthew 18, and let's see, verse 18. Verily I say unto you, whatsoever you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever ye shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heavens. Again I say unto you, that if any two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them in my, of my Father which is in heaven. Bind, whatever you bind on earth is bound in the heavenly realm. 
but it has to happen on, on earth first. That's where the authority is. But he gave authority to men on the earth in his name. But glory to God, you bind that devil. Well, you know, that's one of the things that we do, I, I do every day over my family, over my, over my partners. Father, I thank you. I plead the blood of Jesus over my family today, over our vehicles, over everything that we own and all that we are in authority over for protection against every evil spirit, every evil person, and every evil thing. I bind every evil, wicked plan of the devil against us today. It is now bound, stopped, and thwarted on the authority of Matthew 18, 18. Glory to God. Say, Satan, I bind you from working in my life, from working against my prosperity, spirit, soul, and body. Get your hands off my money. He's bound in the name of Jesus. It's authority, the authorities in the name, my brother and sister, glory to God, in the name of Jesus. But now, so he's bound, but listen, look, 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 this is so, this is so awesome. All right, remember in Malachi chapter 3, one of the benefits, one of the tither's rights is I will rebuke the devourer for your sake as a tither. Now, Go over the first Peter chapter five. You there? Mm-hmm. Verses eight and nine. Glory to God. Be Listen. sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walks about seeking whom he may devour. <laughs> whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. But the God of all grace, who has called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after that you have suffered for a little while, make you perfect, establish, strengthen, settle you. He makes it very plain who the devourer is. The devil walks around as a roaring lion. He likes to make a lot of noise, (laughs) seeking whom... He may devour, but you just bound him according to Matthew 18, 18. He may not devour you any longer. It, it, it's just so wonderful. I will rebuke the devourer. Satan walks around in the new covenant, walks around looking whom he may devour. No, he can't devour us. We're tithers. We have He's been tithing rebuked. rights. He's been rebuked. Pastor Mark Barclay, his granddaughter they were having a family family get together and and um they were out all you know enjoying each other and fellowship and everything and they were in the pool and his little his little granddaughter was playing in the pool and and went down and and i don't remember just exactly how it happened but her hair got tangled up in the intake in the intake uh, of that pool and nobody noticed it for just a little while there and when they did, and they saw her down there, they, they jumped in, boy, they got her out. She was, she was unresponsive. She was, uh, so they called, they called 911 right away. And um, they were, they, the, the paramedics got there. And of course the family was praying all this time. The paramedics got there and the paramedic was working on her and had just turned to say, nope. no, she's gone. 
But glory to God, that baby's daddy jumped right in the middle of things and he took his authority and he said, I claim my tithing rights. I am a tither. Satan, you're rebuked. You cannot steal my baby. And, and that, that baby <coughs> spit out some water. And it had been long enough that the paramedics were saying pretty much she would be she would, brain dead. Yeah. And she just got up. She just perked up and just, you know, perked around there. And the, the paramedic was like, well, uh, we have we've to already called it in. <laughs> so we have to take her in. And so, uh, you know, they took her in and, and uh, they were all prepped. You know, the, the emergency room was all ready to receive this drowning victim, you know. And the, the door is open and the little girl's sitting there talking with the paramedic. And the, the ER doctors are like, <laughs> where's, where's, the, where's the victim? And the paramedic was like... <laughs> And she did. the doctor's like, you? She's like, yeah, if I remember right, she said, yeah, I was dead, but Jesus raised me up. And she's a beautiful young woman now. Beautiful young woman. Tithing rights. Mm -hmm. He claimed his tithing rights. And she was the fruit of his loins, as the Bible describes children. They're our, they're our fruit. Now, he couldn't devour his fruit. He's a tither, glory. God, grab a hold of the power of the tithe and the power of Satan being rebuked. But he had to say, you notice he said it. Mm -hmm. He didn't just stand there thinking, I'm a tither, this shouldn't be happening. I'm a tither. Satan, you're rebuked. No, he jumped in the middle of that and he said it. He obeyed the commandment of tithing. He spoke the blessing in his tithing rights. He tithed. He bound Satan and reminded him that he'd been rebuked. You see how these things work? It's not a one thing here, one thing there. It mm -hmm. all intertwines and produces the blessing in his family. Yeah. Days of heaven on the earth. Days of heaven on the earth don't include your children being killed before, before they reach maturity or before they serve their, 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 their whole life on this earth, their length of days in joy and prosperity. That's not part of days of heaven on the earth. These all work together, glory to God. Okay, now we're going to introduce, and that's all we're going to get to today is an introduction, point number and this one we're going to spend some time on because it is such an absolutely underutilized portion of our salvation package. It's almost like the church thinks it's too sophisticated for, for this. And they don't I, don't, I don't know what percentage of the church don't even think about angels. Well... In this day and time, we just are so sophisticated, we don't necessarily think about the spiritual side of things. We are like, yeah, that's what these backwards people We get about. so focused on us mm -hmm. and, and ours, and, and we don't remember the spirit realm is more real right. than this natural physical realm. And there are angels, there are, well, there's angels of God, then they're fallen angels. They're all angelic beings. We refer to them more as angels and demons, but they're all angels. They're all angelic mm -hmm. beings. Um, 
all around us in, in, in different different levels and ranks. You know, uh, the word lays them out in, in the book of Ephesians, talks about the rank and file of Satan's angelic beings that work and operate for him uh, in his things. But let's go ahead and, and introduce this in Hebrews chapter 1. And let's see. We'll, we'll read verse 13. But to which of the angels said he at any time, Sit on my right hand until I make thine enemies thy footstool? Are they, the angels, not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation? That be me. Right. That be you. And that is you. That's anybody who has prayed that prayer of salvation. Absolutely. You, if you are born again, you are an heir of salvation. Do you happen to have yep. that pulled up? Listen, now, yeah, I know yep. if you've listened to more than one broadcast, you've probably heard this definition, but we're going to read it again. Well, because we did a broadcast on right, heirs. Right. And so heirs, of course, is to be an heir, literally or figuratively. That's to obtain an inheritance, which we have. And salvation is the Greek word soteria. And that is properly or abstract rescue or safely, physically or morally deliver health, salvation, save and saving. And it goes back to Zozo, which means includes doing well, which is prosperity. So we are heirs of salvation and heirs of salvation as heirs of salvation. They're all sent forth to be ministers. You notice that says four, not two. For us. Glory to God. Next week, we are really going to get into this. And as heirs of this salvation package, as tithers and givers, you have certain rights. So I'll tell you what, we'll be back in just a moment. I want you to listen to this. It's an exciting day today because we're giving you an opportunity to actually do the word found in Galatians 6 and verse 6. Let him that is taught in the word communicate or partner with unto him that teaches in all good things. That word communicate doesn't only mean partner, but it means to, to sow and interact with, get in this thing together. Be not deceived, God is not mocked, for whatsoever a man sows, that shall he also reap. You know, this is what the women did in Luke chapter 8, the first three verses. It said that Jesus went about all the villages preaching and teaching the word of the living God. And the women who were partnered with him, they sowed into his ministry of their substance. And glory to God, you know, it, it goes on here in Galatians 6 to talk about sowing into the things that are spiritual. That's what you do when you sow into the teaching of the word. And we're, you have that opportunity today. Father, we thank you. I'm asking you to reveal to the people exactly what their part is in today's offering. I thank you and praise you. We receive it and we sow it deep 
into the ground of David Weeder Ministries, and we thank you now for their hundredfold return now in this time. Glory to God. Thank you, partners and friends, for helping making these broadcasts possible. Subscribe to all our social media accounts on YouTube, Instagram, and iTunes for more teachings by David Weeder Ministries. Contact us at info at WeederMinistries.org to send praise reports, request prayer, or for more information about our ministry and how to become a partner.